Welcome Radio Fun Time program on KCOU from 2012 to 2016. I'm here to tell you to support KCOU. You'll make an old man in his 20s very happy. Wait, give me the call letter to work. KCOU 88.1. Okay. Hey, this is Bob from Best Coast, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1. And running KCOU 88.1 start your Sunday this is March March 21st 2021 Harrison Vatnick Garrett Pave joining me back on the Sunday Tyler Keating returning yes They're yes last I time, am last time was very very entertaining yes it was I'm hoping I can be just as entertaining this time but I afraid that my stand-up comedy career is not taken off just it's, yet. It's peaking, you know. Yeah. It, we're we're going to get there. Oh, no. Crazy week of free agency in the NFL. Crazy week of March Madness. Tyler Kading, one of probably <laughs> the few people in the world's big athlete, yep. Christine, Christian, to be Texas. Yes, I am. I'm. That's my claim to fame now. That's my only claim to fame at this point. Like, for the rest of my life. Why'd you pick Athlete and Christian? Because they're a good team. <laughs> did you, like, how many times this season did you watch Athlete and Christian play basketball? Enough to know that they're going to beat Texas. I mean, if you just look at everything about Abilene and Christian, it was the really good defense, really good ball movement. That two teams do really well. Teams that can shoot the three, which they can, which they can at least a little bit. It was That was the every single thing right for an ex- upset is... Abilene Christian. The typical championship week overreactions where like people are like slaying the teams who like the really only, who did well in the the only, last week. The only Big Twelve team to lose was the one that won the was the one that won the conference tournament. Yeah. And then Ohio State who had a really good week lost to yeah that too Oral Roberts that too and they and were other, in overtime in the um, conference championship game against Illinois right yeah yeah, yeah. In overtime in the conference championship game and then lost to Oral yeah. Roberts in the first round so we'll, we'll we'll talk a little March Madness at the end but a lot of free agency news this week mm-hmm. yes. I don't know where to start. So many things happen. Let's start with let's start with the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots back in the headlines this week after a quiet season, 7-9-2020. Nine players off the end of COVID-19. First season without Tom Brady since two, 1999, that is. And now they go out. First time they've really had money. They have the third most cap room in the NFL. And they spent it, every penny of it. They go get... Tight ends, you get Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, the two best tight ends on the board. They get Nelson Aguilar, they get Kendrick Bourne, they get they improve on the defensive side. They get Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills, Devin Godshaw, they re they re-sign David Andrews, they bring back Kyle Van Noy. They go all out. And now they may be a contender in the AFC again. There's probably someone else I signed that I'm missing. The tight ends. They signed everybody, it seems like. Ted Karras, they yeah, brought back yeah. another backup offensive lineman. They re-signed most of their guys. Aguilar. The McCordys are coming back. Aguilar, that is. Are the Patriots back? B- back? I don't know. Um, but they definitely made a giant splash. And I think the biggest of these signings was, as Harrison mentioned, Johnny Smith. Um, I've watched a lot of Johnny Smith in Tennessee. It's been a lot of ups and downs. But I think overall, he's an aggressive pass catcher. Uh, he can make big plays downfield. And this Patriots team, I think they're right now a quarterback away for being back, as you're saying, I think, you know, does Cam Newton progress in 2021? I don't know. I mean, he's been putting in a lot of off-season work. As we know, he now has weapons around him like he's never had in New England or really 
and Carolina for that matter. So um, I think they're you know his progression away from being back in the contention for not only the playoffs but a deeper run in the playoffs at that. Yeah, I think the big thing it comes down to how does Cam Newton improve next season? Statistically, most quarterbacks improve from year one to year two when they're with a new team. Tyler, your thoughts I, on New England's does it matter? Free agent spending. Does it matter if Cam Newton Cam Newton signed signed a contract that's worth backup value money? I, is right. he even mm-hmm. going to be the starter next year? I lean no at this point. Who do you think will be the starter? I don't. I don't know, and that's the issue. Is I can't figure out a logical other option. You need to go right draft. now. Draft but either, free the, either, either the draft or that, or yeah. the guy like Grapple or Mariota, one that's of those guys true. come available. Come available, which I still think they can. But I don't think it matters with Kim because I don't think he's going to be necessarily the starting quarterback for that team. Here's what I find super interesting about this, though. It's there is beyond a reasonable doubt, way too much proof that. There's a negative correlation between spending and free agency and winning football games. And Bill Belichick has, over the past 20 years, built a dynasty based on not spending in free agency and letting free agents walk and recouping that with young, cheaper talent, with comp picks through the draft, doing really well on that day three. Suddenly now, how many years does Bill Belichick have left? Four, five, maybe coaching? coaching? Uh, Not that many. Now suddenly he's going and spending big at free agency because he has the money to and doing it on really a collection of outside. I mean, out there are a couple of really good players in here, but a collection hmm. of meh? I mean, the Nelson Aguilar contract was ridiculous. The Nelson Aguilar contract is beyond ridiculous. That was that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the one of the stupidest roster construction moves I've seen in a long time. Aguilar was really good last year at being a deep threat, and that's just one thing the Patriots didn't have. He got more money than Will Fuller on a longer term deal. Well, Will Fuller had. Will I have mean, it. well, when Will Fuller has his annual hamstring injury in week six, then and Nelson Aguilar is, have three touchdowns in the first six weeks. I think that'll be the better no. deal. I, that, some of these, some <laughs> of the stuff they did, and I like some of the stuff they did. I love the Johnu Smith deal. I love Hunter Henry deal. I love the David Andrews deal. Yep. Like that, the, that came in way less than I was expecting. But forever that there is a Nelson Aguilar. You look at the wide receiver market this year. I mean, Juju got one year eight million. They weren't paying. They weren't paying Juju or Kenny but, Galladay what they no, wanted. No, no way. But no, Juju got one year eight million. Nelson Aguilar got yeah, more. But Juju's never coming to New England. But, but, Bill but no. Is not, my point. My, Bill Belichick is not sending up those TikToks in the locker my, room. My point's not that they should have gotten Juju. My point is that contract's way higher value than comes in with the rest of the market. Yeah, but and that's well, that's the issue with free agency in general is teams do stuff like this, and I find it super interesting now that the Patriots are that team. Because for 20 years, they haven't been that team. Like I said, there's a strong negative correlation between spending and free agency and winning football games. And a large part of the reason of that is Bill Belichick. So I'm really confused. And I kind of understand it because they had the money. You may as well kind of logic behind it. But I find it super interesting that it's the Patriots that are now doing this. I don't mind the Patriots overpaying guys like Nelson Aguilar or Jalen Mills. Those are the two big ones that people said yeah. wasn't overpay because the Electric's not coaching another 20 years. He's you know He doesn't have that time left. No. You don't have Tom Brady anymore. Now you have this extra money to spend. And I think clearly the strategy is to get a young quarterback if either the draft this year or next year. Just basically how the roster is constructed, getting these guys to longer-term deals. These aren't most of these guys are signed for the next three years, two years, with most of the money being moved around smartly. From tweets I've seen from uh, Patriots reporters, how they kind of structure the contracts, where it's like 
it's when the cap spikes in a couple of years. That's kind of when these guys. Well, are assuming start they know, well, assuming they know when the cap spikes. That's again. I mean, they did it kind of smart. I mean, look at if you look at the John New Smith contract in particular. His cap number this year is only five point six million. But every team in the league's doing that. Yeah, because every team in the league sees that sees that possibility. I will say this much about the Patriots, though: they don't have to be done if They're, they no, have no, any no if way. they have any faith in Trent Brown to be more than a one year stopgap. And they still have faith in the McCordys. It's still have faith in Devin McCordy. You can restructure those contracts and gain eleven and a half million. In. I think they will. Get well, it. I'm talking about the quarterback situation now too. We we were on here two weeks ago talking about the you know the quarterback room in this year's draft and where it stacks up and you know where people are going to land. And there's enough talent in this draft class to snag a guy if you want to get another weapon maybe in the receiving core in the first maybe. round or maybe something else. Mm-hmm. There's enough depth in this quarterback room to go second, third round. Kellen Mond, which about him. Maybe a Kyle Trask dropping second or third round. A guy I like who Kyle could Trask. Be, I think Kyle Trask could be a steal. So there's plenty of depth about the quarterback situation. If they don't want to go forward with Cam Newton, there is plenty of depth in this class to go past just the first round and make a splash there if you needed to. I still think this somehow ends with Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. Which would be Patriots very interesting. That's still where my gut is right now. Would, I don't exactly work. know why. But the, dom- but the dominoes haven't sense. fallen there yet. I know not yet, but... Again, they very well could, and with the way everything's set up, especially with Cam Newton's contract, that's backup money, I think you're looking at. That's where my gut is right now. We're still really waiting for the first QB domino to fall. Nothing's happened no. since the Stafford no, trade. Nothing. It's been the only, the only domino that I think you can – the only thing I could think you can consider a domino is Andy Dalton. Yeah. Because of, what, because of what that contract, what that signing meant. It meant they gave up on Russell Wilson. It said that the dominoes weren't going to fall. And that that was that's the only thing but I think you can. The the, the domino I'm referencing is the Deshaun dom, Domino because once Deshaun falls, which he's he not goes, going to anymore, which is, that's where I'm getting. Deshaun's not going to get traded. You don't. I, th- I, I doubt I, that. I, I give it. I give it roughly a zero chance before the draft or in general. In and until and until this and the investigation and legal issues around him clear up, there is zero chance. No general manager in their right mind would trade for Deshaun Watson right now. That's interesting. There, there's no. Is, is there a guarantee that Deshaun Watson's going to play another snap in the NFL? I. I mean, I. Hon- I, I, honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. Don't, I don't know about the legal well, issues. Yeah, well, we but, don't. We don't know that. But neither do the general managers. Is my point. It's fair. So they they know nothing that we don't know. So I don't think any general manager in his right mind is going to trade for Deshaun Watson. And if Russell Wilson's truly off the table, like the Seahawks are saying, those dominoes aren't going to fall. So Andy Dalton is that domino. So that means Garoppolo's not going to go anywhere. He they, could. But, like, if Deshaun doesn't go anywhere, then how are the Patriots getting Garoppolo? Because the Niners might cut bait with Garoppolo as is. I don't think they will. That, they, I, I think they might. And go, I, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Either you, go, either you go into the draft or if you like, if Marcus Mariota comes available and you like a guy like that. If, 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 you, if you're able, if um, John Lynch falls in love with Zach Wilson and is mm. able to move up to go get him, keep in mind, Jimmy Garoppolo, you cut him, you saved $23 million. Tyler, Jimmy Garoppolo took the 49ers to a Super Bowl last 2019. Jared Goff Marcus took Mariota is a, going to be a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. Jared Goff the Patriots took, are now replacing, uh, excuse me, the 49ers are now replacing Jimmy Garoppolo with Marcus Jared Goff took that, the Ram. Jared Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl in 2018, and they couldn't wait to get rid of him. But Garoppolo is one. Nick Foles Garoppolo's took the Nick, Nick Foles took the Eagles Marcus, to the Super Bowl you, in 2017 and was to, gone the next are year. Are you trying to tell me that Marcus Mariota gives the 49ers a better chance to win games than Jimmy Garoppolo? There's no way you're telling I, me that. It's a lot closer than you think. 
a lot. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. I am astonished right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. I'm astonished. Tyler and I talked about a few weeks ago on his show about the uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. We were on and on about Marcus Mariota, too. I mean, that's just, that's, just one op- I mean that's just one option. <clears throat> He's that's, still floating, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, once, once Winston was off the table, which he is now, yeah. that's your next... Sort of bet right there. And I think there is still enough upside with him. I know he's what we've seen so far. Is not we went in depth. I mean, Marcus Mariota, the poor guy, has been with you know in Tennessee. He had three different offensive coordinators, or actually four different offensive coordinators, his four years in Tennessee. He never got a chance to establish a rhythm offensively or really a system there. So I think Marcus Mariota has not. We've not seen the now. Is he going to be? This top tier level quarterback probably not. Is he going to be the that? guy that John Lynch likes? We don't that's, know. That's, we yeah, don't know. That's, I'm, that's, just, that's just a possibility out there. He's got I, a lot to give. He does. If I, I if I had to gamble right now, I'd be willing to bet that John Lynch is blowing up Joe Douglas's phone, trying to get to number two. Why would Joe Douglas trade at number two? Well, trying. Well, I'm not saying he would. I'm saying the Niners are going to desperately try to get there. I think they should, but in what? In what are the best interests of the, of the Jets training I know, out I'm of not number saying, two? I'm not saying I'm not saying the Jets are going to. I'm saying that if it, if I had to bet right now, the Niners are going into next year with the I don't want to say the assumption, but the hope that Zach Wilson's their quarterback. Yeah. Call call yeah, Brian Flores number three. That, that too. Picks. That too. If it depends on who goes number two is the, is the one thing. But I'd be, I'd be willing to bet that the Niners are not expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback next year. That'd I could be, be I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think they actually really like Jimmy Garoppolo. But when that first domino falls, it's gonna be interesting of what happens if it's if it's the Sean, which I doubt, or if it's a trade in the draft. I think New England's gonna trade up and take a quarterback. I think the signs are pointing that how aggressive they're being right mm-hmm. now. They're not going to come to the draft and be conservative, like trading back like they always do. Yep. I could see them maybe even moving Stephon Gilmore to give up a couple picks and move up from 15 to 6 or see, 15 to 7. I don't know if they give up Gilmore. I agree with the fact that I think they're expecting them to trade up. I don't know if they give up Gilmore to do so because I think that kind of goes against what you're seeing with free agency yeah. with the we're going to try to win next year if you're giving away a good player. No, I agree. But or, I, I agree with you. I agree with they're looking to trade if Garoppolo doesn't become available, yeah. or if yeah. they don't, if they don't see an option to upgrade from Cam Newton, or yeah. you throw in like J.C. Jackson, like you're off, the offer. Oh, J.C. Jackson's free agent, restricted, but the, I don't yeah, think no, one, no, one, no one's going to sign him, and then he's going to have the tender yeah. and be on contract for like three million dollars next year. But the offer I want is to offer like Atlanta at number seven or whoever, Four. who has the seventh pick? Uh, Carolina. Carolina. No, yeah. Carolina's eight. Who's, I think it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles, the Eagles have the, six. The, the, no, God, who's seven? Who's seven? It's the um, I'm looking right now. The Eagles are six, and the Panthers Number are eight. Number seven is the Detroit Lions. Detroit, yeah. Okay, this is the offer I want. I want them to trade from fif- move from fifteen to seven, give up J.C. Jackson, two second rounders, and whatever else. Two have eight spots. I a starting I think corner. I think that's fair. A starting corner. I mean, J.C. Jackson was also incredible last year. A starting corner and multiple I, day two I, picks. I think the same reason that you wouldn't trade Stephon Gilmore is the same reason you wouldn't trade J.C. Jackson. The Patriots think J.C. Jackson's overrated. Well, then they're wrong. But well, they think like they can't not overrated, but they don't think he can be a number one corner. He wouldn't be with the Patriots. Well, He'd be number two when when he yeah when I, he yeah, I, yeah I don't I I don't think that'd be but okay if if that's I I mean that's fair value. I think that's that's fair value. That's move. Okay, I want to talk about a couple AFC South teams. The Colts have all this money. Why are they not spending it? Because Chris Ballard's not going to. De- I mean. Chris, ba- hey, we know Chris Ballard's not good at his job. No, That's been no. pretty apparent. The Colts have never spent money, and their entire logic behind it is 
they're trying to extend Darius Leonard, extend, extend Quentin Nelson, and there was that's was, fine, but, but they th- can it's still illog- it's illogical given how you can move cap around in the NFL. Yes, there's a strong negative correlation between spending money and between free spending money in free agency and winning football games, but you can't spend zero money in free agency and win football games. Yeah. You have you have there has to be a little bit of spending there, and the Colts definitely do not have the infrastructure in place to completely ignore it. It's Chris Ballard's mo though. It's we're not going to spend in free agency. We're going to build our team our own way. The only player on the roster for next year that wasn't on the roster last year is your boy Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah. we, we talked Which, about a month ago. Well, and um, Xavier, no, Xavier Rhodes was was on the roster last year. So, well, he, he signed. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he like, was, they no, haven't yeah, brought yeah. anyone new in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, um, oh, go yeah. on, Tyler. It's just, it's pretty clear at this point to I think anyone that's able to listen, anyone that's able to see it, that Chris Ballard's horrific at his job. Yes. And he's been he's been good at drafting. I'll give him that. It it it, it, it says something about the Colts that they have all of these incredible players in place. Yes. And because your general manager keeps swinging, at, swinging and missing at the best position, that you're not well, able you to do Well, you lose Andrew Luckin. That's three years ago. Yeah. That excuse is gone. They've made a quarterback move since Andrew Luck left. It's true. So that excuse is gone. Garrett, your thoughts yeah, on No, Andy? you nailed it. I, I've watched a lot of Indianapolis with them being in the AFC South in the Titans division. And it's the same thing it's been the past three years since you said Andrew Luck. Defensively, you look on paper, one of the best defenses in the NFL, probably just talent-wise. They have all that there. Offensively, you look at the weapons they got. They one of the one of the best offensive linemen in Quentin Nelson, Jonathan Taylor, a young up and coming back. But you're right, it's that one outlier. It's the quarterback position. Indianapolis has gotten lucky on the past three or four years. They've won a lot of games with defense. I think this year against even against Buffalo in the playoffs, they held them to 27 points. They were points. right there to win that game. They were right there because of their defense. The offense was never been spectacular. Phillip Rivers was a good, I think, bridgeway into this next season to try to find a viable option. And out they went out there and got that. And I think we've <laughs> – Tyler, I'm last we're here, that long tangent about Carson Wentz. That was a and lot of is, fun. I, I mean, I don't know what, what that's going to do, what that's going to pan out for. I think this is still a team that two or three years down the road or two years down the road is going to be, again, searching in the quarterback market. Do they draft someone soon? Do they? Is this their long-term answer? I, I don't know. I mean, they think they think it is. They, I, I thought they, they should have too. drafted Jordan Love. I, I thought they so should too. have traded up and drafted him last year. Why not? I mean, what's the hurt? It, I mean, well, who did they who did they take last year? Well, they, I think they took they traded back. Oh, well, they did they take Jalen Taylor in the they, first? No, no. So they they traded for first, Bunk, he was their first. They traded pick. for yeah. DeForest yeah. Buckner, which. Oh, yeah, dog. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, obviously taking the quarterback over the running backs, the smart move. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, <laughs> here, well, here's the thing about Jordan Love is there's nothing that has happened in Jordan Love's career to make you think, oh, yeah, he'd, make, he'd be a difference maker this year anyways. No, but what? long-term. I mean, they think they found their long-term option. So if you're going just so, – if you're thinking solely just based on that, if Chris Ballard actually has faith in Carson Wentz, I think – you can look and say in his mind that he made the right move not drafting Jordan Love. I definitely would have considered it. Granted, oh, I would have consi- I would have considered it with a couple teams prior before I even would with Indianapolis mm. last year with drafting Jordan Love. They also got a guy who I don't necessarily in that in the and they're not going to draft another quarterback because they got a guy last year who I don't think's necessarily a bad quarterback and a guy that they might be banking on at least to have some some role in the future, especially should Carson Wentz. 
not pan out. You talking about Jacob Eason? Yeah, Jacob yeah. Eason. Uh, who, who's a good quarterback. I mean, yeah. he showed flashes at Georgia and Washington. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not counting on him to win you games no, to win you games no, in the future, but no. it's a it's a half decent contingency plan for Carson Wentz to the point where you don't need to go out and yeah. make another move. Because we never and saw I, Eason last year. Yeah. No. It was it was. Uh, I don't know. and Jacoby Brissett. Yes, those two had the show. We didn't see any of Jacob Eason, and he's a young quarterback that again I think has a lot of upside. You you nailed it. He's not going to be a go out there and win you 11, 12 games a year and be a superstar. But can he manage a game and win you a That's couple games? Need. I'd I'd be know. stunned if they draft a quarterback this I year. Would too. No, I too. I 100 agree. Speaking There's of Jacoby no Brissett, I have a bet going. He will start a game for the Miami Dolphins next season. Oh, I 100 percent agree. Let's. Uh, I mean, given the injury history that Tua has, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily bet against that. Uh, Garrett's Titans, what are they doing? Uh, that's a great question, Harrison. If I knew that answer, I would love to share it with you all. I have absolutely no idea. They've uh, they've gotten rid of Johnny Smith. Uh, they got rid of Malcolm Butler. They've gotten rid of Corey Davis, and they've signed Bud Dupree. Well, great pass rusher. Like, Autry great also. pass rusher. Autry's good. Yes, great pass rusher. But Kendall Lamb's decent too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Kind of lives on one of your football games. But oh, what they no, needed but. to do is go out and grab somebody to help assist Ryan Tannehill, and they haven't done that. I, I think what I'm hearing is they're going to rely on the draft, and they're going to pick a receiver first, second round maybe. But right now, Harrison, I'm talking about this pre-show, the list of weapons just com- can- continues to go down and down and down and down. Besides A.J. Brown, there's no reliable target, even a tight end now. Anthony Ferkser. Ferkser is your long-term tight end. There's no right now. This roster, I, I don't know what Vrabel's doing, um, and I, you know, I've always trusted what he and John Robinson have done. But right now, they've given up more than they've gotten back. And I get it. You need a pass rusher. You went out there. You got a nice pass rusher in Bud Dupree, who's a very, very good player. They re-signed Jayon Brown, who's a good linebacker. But I don't know who he's going to throw to. He's throwing to. Seventh round picks. Tyler, do you, like, do you know who they're t- uh, right now? The Titans depth chart, the number two receiver is behind AJ Brown. But Humphreys is gone too, right? Humphreys so, is gone. Corey Davis is gone. Johnny Smith um, is gone. This is a joke. Oh, it's Cleef Raymond, right? Is it? Yeah. Is it Cleef Raymond? It's Cleef Raymond and Cameron yeah. Batson. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so look at I, this. Look at this depth chart. Yeah, read it off, it, Garrett. It's it's AJ Brown, Cameron Batson, Nick Westbrook. Keen. Yeah, he went to Indiana. Yeah, he went to Indiana. Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, Rashard Davis, Mason Kinsey. Oh, so Ra- Ra- Raymond's on the yeah, roster. Raymond's not even there. Ray- I don't think he's on the roster anymore, no. Wow. So those are your options. So you got to rely on get drafting like Rashad Bateman. Because where are the Titans picking? 21? They're picking like 21 22? or 22, something like that, yeah. So Ron- behind, Rondale- a lot, behind a lot of wide receiver yes, needy teams. Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman. Kadarius Tony possibly. You have to keep, keep, They're picking twenty two. They have yeah. taken Jalen Waddle. Keep in mind when you look behind what I mean, their new um, offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, look at what happened to him last time he took over for a team. That was when Derek Carr plummeted. Yep. And you need to surround him. And you can't just say, Oh, we're gonna rely on Derrick Henry, we're gonna exactly. rely on the exactly. running game because last year they were a lot worse with that option with them being the option. Yep. Agreed. And you're taking away a, the scheme that excelled with their passing game, and B, a lot of the weapons that made it excel. This Titans team is going to be really bad next year unless they're able to pull something out of a hat. I also think Derrick Henry is due for like a letdown season. Agreed. Well, he's the honest, I mean, no, regress well, to the mean. No, I, see, I don't think so. I you think, don't think he's going to regress? I, I, he can't do what he's been doing the last two years. It's, just, it's not possible. I, I don't know if he can or not because I have no clue. I, I don't know enough about Todd Downing's running schemes. 
to know whether he's going to be able. I don't think if he regresses, it's not going to be on Derrick Henry. It's not going to be on. It's, it's going to be on the running schemes. I don't think the offensive line is going to regress. It's going to be on the It's going to be on the schematics of it. If he if he regresses, the he, offensive he, line, he very well could. Now that Arthur Smith's not there, I have no clue. The offensive line can only get better from last season. He had two thousand yeah. plus yards. And I was reading. Well, so I, the I think, scheme, well, you don't know what the scheme's going to get because Arthur Smith was true. legitimately a that's fantastic true. coordinator. Fantastic offensive, co- fantastic offensive coordinator. But the offensive line last year was the Achilles' heel. That's the reason they didn't beat Baltimore in the first round of the playoffs. It's because they couldn't pass block when they needed to, and really they couldn't run block. Over half of those yards Henry had were after contact. It wasn't even close. That was his mo. Um, and I mean, you look at again. You, you look at all this stuff. I mean, defensively too. It's you acquired a pass rusher, which is great. It's all good, but. This is still a lot of the same defense we saw last year, right? Mike Vrabel, there's a lot of rumors going around about Dean Pease left because Vrabel was too stubborn, and it's this inability to change, and Vrabel wants to control everything. It's kind wow, of mess. Sounds, like a lot, sounds a lot like the guy that Mike Vrabel played for, yep. doesn't it? <laughs> yep. It's almost like copying. It's almost like copying Belichick doesn't work. Which is hard. Exactly. Exactly. Look at, at Matt exactly. Patricia. You, everyone hates Matt Patricia. Look Matt Patricia is the most hated person Josh, in the league. Josh McDaniels got a head coaching job within 48 hours of signing a head yep. coaching job. Was had too much of an ego that his star young quarterback demanded a trade. Yep, and he was out within two years. Copying Belichick doesn't work. No. I will say this much though about the Titans. I find it super interesting. They were a lot better with Derrick Henry off the field last year than Derrick Henry on the field, and it Agreed. seems like they are relying. Pretty much solely on Derrick Henry to have 2,000 yards. The running back theory. Yeah, they were a lot better with Derrick Henry off the field last year. All right, it's been 25 minutes. Let's talk about the Bears. Andy <laughs> Dalton, Bears. your new starting quarterback. Andy Dalton. There you go. They, uh, they cut Fuller. They bring yeah, Brown that makes Robinson no sense. back. I, I understand the logic behind them cutting Kyle Fuller. I so badly disagree with it. I understand why it happened. I so badly disagree with it. And it the logic behind it was... The corners and free agency are a lot better than the D linemen. And you had three options to cut on your team to be able to make the money to sign Andy Dalton. And it was Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks, and Jimmy Graham. If you liked the corners and free agency like Des or like Desmond Trufant more than you like. How old any is Desmond of- Trufant? Old. Yeah, he's old. He is I mean, old. he's a he's a good corner. He's not Kyle Fuller, but he's a solid corner still. What about, what about Dalton though? That that's the big one. <laughs> I, I don't get why people are so upset about it because they took a swing and they missed at Russell Wilson. They tried. They couldn't get Russell Wilson unless the Seahawks were willing to trade Russell Wilson. Yep. So I don't get why people are criticizing the Bears for that. Andy Dalton, in my mind, was the best other option. The only guy I think I would have ra- that's a free agent that I would have rather had than Andy Dalton is Jameis Winston. And even that, I think, is a 50-50 shot. I don't understand why people are so upset. That's the best possible quarterback option that that team could have had for 2021 specifically if Russell Wilson wasn't a legitimate possibility, which it doesn't seem like it was. It looks like Seahawks. It looks like Pete Carroll pulled that off the table. I I think so also. And, you know, I don't know if they wanted to bring in a guy like Jameis. I don't know either. It's Andy Dalton's a safe. Andy Dalton's not going to lose you football games. But he's no. also not gonna... Andy Dalton's a better quarterback than what anyone the Bears had quarterbacking them last year. He's not going to take them to ten and seven, eleven and six, whatever the record is. Well, no, not year. with the rest of this roster de- no. as decimated as this it was. This is going to be one of the worst teams in the a- NFC. Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than anything the Bears had last year. If yeah. the, if they were to have kept the same roster around Andy Dalton that they had around Mitch Trubisky last year, they would they would have been a playoff. Is team. this going to be Matt Nagy's last year? 
After year one should have been Matt Nagy's last year. <laughs> the ten players in the field against Philadelphia. Oh, that the after the twelve and four after the year they lost to Philadelphia, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy should have been fired on the sideline after that game. But yes, it will be because this is the make or break year for that front office, that coaching staff, and there is nothing that they are doing to show to me. I mean, I here's the thing: I still think they're going to be a lot better than a lot of people think because they upgraded at quarterback. It's just they now are. They now are overpaying Allen Robinson, given mm-hmm. where the quarter, where the wide receiver market's at now. They are have nine million of a hundred eighty million dollar cap going to a player that's not playing for them. Their secondary now goes from a strength to meh, and I don't trust them in the draft. I think this team's going to be a lot better than a lot better than a lot of people think. They could it's be. not the ceiling's nowhere near what it was if you were to have even a just kept Kyle Fuller. But it's nowhere near what it could have been if they didn't decimate this roster. Last thing on before we hit a break, the Bears' biggest rival, the Packers. Last offseason, we were saying, Packers spend money. Why don't they spend money? We said the same thing this offseason. They were so close to going to the Super Bowl. They've lost back-to-back NFC championships, one at home as a favorite. And they do, the only thing they've done this offseason is sign Tyler Kidding's favorite position, a running back. To a four-year, $48 million contract. To be fair, there's not much they can do. With the exception of restructuring Aaron Rodgers, they, they don't have that much flexibility with their, with their cap situation, especially now that you're paying Aaron, Aaron Jones $12 million a year. Why do they pay Aaron Jones $12 million? Because they're not a smart and well-run organization. They've been feeding off the fact that everyone in their division has no clue what they're doing for, they're 10, right. they're for right. 10 years now. <laughs> they're exactly right. <laughs> that, that's why. Notice how the one, the two, three-year stretch of the Vikings were competent. The Packers couldn't win. The Packers aren't True. competent. They're just the most competent of a group of incompetent teams. I, I, that, that's exactly that's exactly sense. what the Packers are. Yep. I mean, they could have re- they could restructure every single person on their team's contracts. There's only one two people that are getting them more than a million dollars. One of them's a bad strong safety, and one of them's Aaron Rodgers. They need another receiver. Yes. They need it. They I don't know where they're gonna get it though. They they have they gotta make I it. I don't work. know where I don't know where they're gonna get it without going and if you want to make a move for Sammy Watkins or someone like that, okay, fine. It's I don't know. I don't know how much better that makes them. I really don't. This is what we were talking about last year, though, yeah. with the, pick, the Jordan Love pick in the first round. Well, that was right? also ridiculous solely for <laughs> the was. fact that Aaron Rodgers is still good. Why well, not the MVP? take a they, weapon? They bit into one year that Aaron Rodgers was slightly above average and thought, okay, now he's bad. But then they took AJ Dillon in the second round to be their third. Because they're back. not intelligent. They're not an intelligently run organization. And they they had one player who played a snap for them in the postseason last year that they drafted in that previous draft class. The linebacker. Yeah. That, that, they're not an intelligently run organization. No. At all. I, I agree. Let, let's, let's hit the break. Coming up after the break, we'll talk some wide receivers, Galladay, Juju. Probably find some way to talk about Trey Lance also. This is Start Your Sunday, KCLU 88.1 FM. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly bubbled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. KCOU, we're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this. KCOU. KCOU. 
Welcome back to KCOU 88.1, a short break. Got a lot to talk about. Sorry Sunday, Harrison Vapnik, Garrett Pave, Tyler Kading from KCOU Unfiltered. A couple other shows. Tyler's all around here at KCOU. Yes, I am. The face of KCOU 88.1, <laughs> Tyler Kading. Sunday, March 21st, 2021. Let's talk Washington football team. Now that, that, that may, they actually might be the biggest winners of free agency so far. Mm-hmm. Curtis Amy. Samuel, love it. William Jackson. William Jackson, love Ryan it. Fitzpatrick. See, the, Fitz, the Fitzpatrick thing is interesting because, like, he's a perfect bridge quarterback to a, a young guy that they just don't have. Unless you consider Taylor Heineke that young guy, which he could be. He could. We have not seen <clears throat> enough of Taylor Heineke. A great. Uh, he honestly, you look back at the playoffs. He gave Tampa the hardest push of anybody yes, that did in the playoffs. Of any he, he he gave them the toughest game that they'd played yet. I, I think the Fitzpatrick the, move. The, the, Washington football team is the most complete team that they played in the playoffs. Exactly, exactly. The exception of the Chiefs. We said it. Harrison said it before the show, too. They're a quarterback away yes, from being an elite team. I mean, they a Super Bowl yes. team. Their yes. defense is fantastic. I mean, I could go on and on about their defense. I think they're looking to fill a linebacker hole this year, which would just make it that much better. Defense what, you mean set. signing all of the Bears cast offs that linebacker <laughs> isn't an intelligent roster, tre- roster building technique? I mean, you never know. They had legit their the <laughs> linebacking core was just Bears castoffs yeah, last did. year, which I found super interesting that they were actually doing well. I know. I they their their defense, what they're thriving off of is that that young pass rush. I mm-hmm. mean, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, the inside, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, fantastic. In the offense, you look at what Antonio Gibson did last year, it was fantastic. Now you add Curtis Samuel into the picture, along with Terry McLaurin, teammates in college at Ohio State. They fit the picture perfect. All of a sudden, this offense looks miles and miles ahead of where it even was last year, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick. No no one's mentioning, and Scott Turner is the offensive coordinator for Washington, yep. is going to be a head coach in 2022 yep. if he does his job with a modicum of success. Agreed. And his job right now is super easy because imagine these fits that you can scheme up with Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson. They're endless. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. Legit, it's legit going to be, if it was possible, the most imaginative offense in football. And, and Jordan Thomas might be... That's Logan the, Thomas? Logan Thomas. Okay. Might be those, one of those athletic tight ends that yeah. no one's talking about. You know, it, this team is legit. And if Joe Brady was the offensive coordinator in Washington, which almost did happen, yep. they'd be the best... They'd be a top five offense in football with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. And I don't know if Scott Turner can get him to that point with yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm, but they're going to be a top, probably top ten offense in football if Scott Turner does his job halfway decently, and I think he's going to because I think you saw that last year that he's pretty good. Yep, and Fitzpatrick is such—this is what everybody's talking about, too, is he's such a step up from what they had last year in Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a great story. He was a great story coming back, playing for this team. He almost lost his leg, probably shouldn't have played again. Great story. But you look at his stats from last year, he had 1,500 yards, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, Fitzpatrick— Totally different. He's had a you know, three thousand yard passing season in the past two years. He had two thousand last year, thirteen touchdowns. It's an upgrade. I mean, talk about upgrades of the quarterback position. This is an upgrade. 
The question is Heineke. He he is the oddball. Is he the guy? Is he the guy? I don't I, think so. I don't think he is either. But they're also talking about too Fitzpatrick being a bridgeway again to another young quarterback coming in at some point. But I still think they're waiting to see what Heineke can do in a full season because we saw one glimpse of what he can do well. But one game is totally different he, than a 16-game season in the NFL. I'll make it clear. He got a $8 million contract based off one game. Correct. And that's – I mean, is that the smart move? Probably not when you're just looking at it solely and thinking but on who that. Who is the better option out there? I, that's the question. Is, is, is it necessarily – it's not bad backup money. And I think no. if you trust him to at least be a backup quarterback, I don't think it's necessarily an awful decision. Washington still has $20 million in cap mm-hmm. available to them. What are they going to do with it? Linebacker? That, they still have another receiver need. And Cam Sims, Jordan, or Cam Sims, um, Antonio Gandy, Golden, Stephen Sims, these guys are half decent. Emmanuel yeah. Hall's rapid. Are these guys great? I mean, they could use a they could use a third option there. Um, I Calvin Harmon's a guy to watch. He came out of yeah. NC State. He had a great yeah. rookie season, tore his ACL. He's a guy that's apparently making big do, strides. He you, can be a good receiver. Do you trust him in that? That's, that's the question. Which is the question that I don't know. As a starting receiver, no, I don't trust him as being a starter there. I feel like they just have a bunch of guys. They like, do. I feel like one of them will work out they between do. the si- both Sims and yeah. they have Wright. What's his? Yeah, Isaiah Wright. Isaiah Wright but, yeah. and Harmon. And if you, know. you want, I mean, if Washington seems like the perfect team in my mind. That just go out and sign these guys to the one-year deals that they yeah. want. Yep. Yeah. And if it works, it works. You're going to be a respectable team. And the, right now, as, as I see it, it's Dallas, small gap, Washington, massive gap, everyone else Why should we put Dallas at Washington? Washington won that division last year. I know Dak was Dallas gets every, Dallas gets everyone back. And, I mean, it wasn't just Dak that was hurt. Dak was hurt. The entire offensive line was hurt, I, I, and they were I, missing, like, three starters. I, I, I thought a couple weeks ago Dallas was going to be a sleeper team. I think about it more. Washington is better. I don't think they're a sleeper. I think people don't have Dallas in the playoffs next year. Those people are just ridiculous. If they could stay, if they could stay healthy, that's very clearly a playoff team. I, just, I said I Washington head. I can't. You can't bank on injuries. Is the one thing. I mean, last, slowly last year they were, the Dallas was a game away from the playoffs with their entire offensive line going down and Andy Dalton and at one point a dude from James Madison at quarterback. So what was his name? I'm, I'm Ben Nucci. Nathan <laughs> P- Nathan Peterman's college backup was starting quarterbacks at some point. Was starting started a couple games at quarterback for the Cowboys last year, and they were still a game. They were still a game behind Washington. Washington's great. Washington's the best coach team in this division. Washington's going to be a playoff team next year. If they had a quarterback that was more they'd than a Super Bowl Ryan Fitzpatrick, they'd be legitimately the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I agree. If Deshaun Watson ever becomes a tradable asset again and that's a huge if and that depends on a lot more than anything i can even comment on washington should go should throw everything i, I agree this everything is would you, would you trade chase young at him yes easily Garrett, for deshaun watson would you trade chase young easily yeah i i i get i get the move i, I think washington is never one of those teams that has capability of trading chase young and i don't think they would but i don't think they, they need not. to i don't but think they need to they also have the capability in my opinion to give up two First round picks. A lot of teams yes. don't have that flexibility because they need those young, mm-hmm. that young talent. You look at how young this team is. It's one of the youngest teams in the entire NFL. It is. They've built a really young, talented roster. They could give up two, three first round picks and be just mm-hmm. fine with the roster they have right now. And now 
all of a sudden you get an elite quarterback, and look what happens. This roster is probably the best, yeah. one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. It is. I think they already are one of the best. Agreed. It, that, that is – I have said it from the beginning. I would love for them to throw all they got at Deshaun Watson because I think it would fit perfectly here with Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, and, again, the receivers too, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. Sean Watson have a field day with here's these guys. The, here's the other thing is, and I don't think it's legal. They'd have to get permission. Mm-hmm. Is I'd be, I'd be ringing John. I'd be off. Um, sending John Schneider's phone off the hook, yep. asking for permission to talk with Russell Wilson. Yep. Agreed. Trying to change his mind because, yep. and trying to a, a trying to change John Schneider's mind, but b trying to change Russell Wilson's mind to make him co- yep. have give him Russell. The, uh, that want, would be that would be give him thing. the want to come to this team. That'd be scary that would be because. Fun. I mean, they have $20 million in cap. They wouldn't even have to give up many players on their yep. roster, but you can also make so much money. Yep. With guys like Landon Collins, Kendall Fuller. I mean, Brandon Sheriff's really good, but he's expendable. Yeah, if he's you, good. You can, he, he's, he's a guy. He's expendable yeah. if you want to trade him for Russell Wilson. So it's they have the ability to be so much better. And we're, we're talking this team's so good. In a tightened cap, they spent $18 million at guard. Yep. And they're still that good of a roster. Yep. It goes. It's a testament to how good that I, that front office, that organization. And I been. think they're going to fill. I'm, I'm looking again. You look at the um, linebacker position. Probably the only position on the defense that is a little bit weak. I, you look at the mock drafts. It's it's consistently on the board them going out and taking maybe a Micah Parsons. Looking at linebacker. He, I, I know Micah Parsons. Would, oh. I. Well, the issue is it, it's, it's the off-field issues. Yes, but that's that's See, the I, issue right now. I don't think I don't think Ron Rivera is going to have. I don't think Ron Rivera is the guy to have Micah Parsons on his draft board. No, I'll be completely honest. But I think if they did, it, let's say they were to go in that direction, I think or if somebody the guy from Notre Dame, that's true. Who's the Cormella? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a safety. Is the issue? But he, he's like Isaiah Simmons, though. But that like, but look uh, at, look no, at he's, their he's not nowhere near as versatile as Isaiah. Simmons. But their weak side linebacker, Josh yeah. Harvey Clemens, who started consistently yeah. the past two years, is a more safety type guy. He's not yeah. very big. He's very fast. He moves well laterally. I think that's what you know you get from one of these linebackers yeah. in the draft early. So I don't know. It's interesting, but I mean this 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 off this I roster. Is... I don't think they're necessarily r- racing to upgrade it. No. I, I think if it no. comes if it comes to them, they'll do it. They're not going to spend big at a linebacker no, position. No way. They don't need to. They don't need yeah, to. They very clearly don't. I think this again. They are. I think one wide receiver away from yeah. actually ma- being able to make noise yep, in agreed. the NFC with Ryan Fitzpatrick. If there's somehow, I don't know what it would be. Uh, I don't know what you'd possibly do to upgrade from Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. Because right Deshaun now, Watson's not happening. Russell Wilson's not happening. No, yeah. no way. So I don't know what you'd possibly be able Mac to do. Jones. But if you could figure, if they if, were to take Mac figure Jones it out. at number twenty overall to make him the future, is that the wrong, would that be the wrong decision? Don't I, be shocked if they go and get a quarterback. Seriously, I, I it's a lot of noise. I'm going to go with yes solely for the fact that this is a win now team. Okay, I agree. And I don't think. I don't think that going with a first-round quarterback is the correct decision. I agree for, with for you for Washington. I agree with you. I think it makes a lot more sense for them to go out and try to get a either if you um, a, a Marcus Mariota type of guy if he comes available. If you don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick, or just keep the guy that you signed, Taylor Heineke is his backup. You, I, there are worse quarterbacks. Maybe rooms. maybe Heineke's the guy. Maybe the, he's good. There are worse quarterback That's, rooms yeah. than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe and Heineke, Heineke can win ten maybe. games. Next That's year. the X factor that no one's talking about. Is we don't know the ceiling of this guy yeah. yet. We've seen him play him they, one game. They know it. They know they it. Do. We don't. We don't. We don't know any of the stuff. We don't know any of this. You know what he's going to be like next year. How is I, I, he is such an eight ball and yeah. like such a fan like a. You want to just see more. Like you're, you're anxious to see what he's going to give to this team because mm-hmm. we saw in that game he's mobile, he's got an arm, he's he fairly has, accurate. He has the tools. It's he whether does. he's going to be able to put them together. Exactly. 
And it's such a low risk if you can't. Or they could go with the guy who took them to the playoffs last year, Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let, let's move oh, on. Oh, yeah. By the way, your <laughs> argument about, oh, the Was- Washington won the division. They made the playoffs last year. They're a better team than the Cowboys. Yeah. That was, that was, oh that was, that was interesting. Uh, Tampa Bay, the team that Washington lost to in the playoffs. Yeah. How, many, how many games are they winning next year? If 17-game schedule, how many games are they winning? About the same as they won this year. I you agree. don't. I don't. They're I don't think better. They're gonna, they're gonna be a lot better. I don't think they're gonna go up. I mean, they brought this, everyone back. But this is like this. They're not gonna have the slow start they had this year, though. They're not I, gonna have those ugly losses to the Bears and Saints. It's you. Every, even the Tom Brady Patriots had ugly losses. Every yeah, once but it's in a not gonna be that kind of. It's, I mean, you're talking. What what was the record last year? Twelve and four. Tampa was eleven and five. Eleven and five. Okay, seven maybe seven and five. We're in the table. Okay, okay so maybe twelve. So maybe twelve. Wins, yeah. Maybe maybe a game or two more. I I don't think this isn't a seventeen and zero roster. That yeah. a that probably won't ever happen again. But even if it did, it would be a better roster than this. This team's gonna be really, really good. I don't know how much better they're gonna get, especially given that again, every single person on their roster for next year was on their roster last year. Yep. Yeah, and Shaq Barrett they brought back. Yeah. They, they've they've had a fantastic free agency because they brought everyone back, and I didn't think they were gonna be able to. The issue is they only brought everyone back. They're not. I don't think they're getting. Better, I think they're staying stagnant. You don't really need to get better if you're the defending champions. You can, you're allowed to stay stagnant. They're going to be very good. As the def- oh, I, think I, don't, I, think I think they'll win 14 games next year. 14 I, and 3. I think, that's a, I think that's a bit more than I'd be willing to go. Just because of the fact, like... We'll see, know, we have to see how they the draft. Brady's connections with the receivers were... Like, it was off last year, at the beginning of the season, with the receivers and the tight ends, and the new offense. Now it's it's the second year of an offense. You're, everyone's back, and the defense is better. It's the second year of an unimaginative offense, though. That's, yeah, but that's, it's, that's the it one. worked. What, what they do yeah, works. I mean, I'm not, deny, I'm not denying that, but it's the second year of an unimaginative offense. I feel like once you got last year, once you got to a certain point last year, it was when it was firing on all, all cylinders. I... Even those teams that have been there together for years, they have those stretches at the beginning of the year where you're not firing at all cylinders. Yep. So I, I don't. They're probably going to win maybe one or two more games. I don't. I don't think they're going to be significantly better next year than they are than they were this year. I think that they, again, they don't need to be because they, you know, won the Super Bowl. Agreed. But I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're necessarily going to be that much better next year because they haven't upgraded. Kenny Galladay. Let's talk about him for a second. I forgot about him for a second. The the Giants. Yeah. Huge deal for him. Huge. Like. 18 million a year big. This is the big most is, it's the most interesting like it's I the most this. interesting free agency um market my, to ever materialize for a My player. theory is is you trust Daniel Jones this much? Do you do you need a receiver this badly? Like I I don't, are you I don't trust Daniel Gall- Jones from, whatsoever. Are you talking from Galladay's perspective or from Both. the Giants' perspective? Both. From the Giants' perspective, I think this is I, – I don't want to say a no-brainer, but I, I don't mind this because the way this look, the way this shows up for the Giants is it's a really small hit this year in cap. And it's exactly how the – we were talking about – who was it earlier? We were talking New about, England? Um, yeah, New, how New England did Aguilar's contract, how they did Johnny Smith's contract. Yeah, 100 Henry as well. Yeah, to where it's it's very similar in that sense. It's a five million dollar cap hit number this year. I'll here's the thing about Kenny Galladay is it's not surprising to me that it was the one year twelve million dollar contract from the Bengals Bears rumor and this because this is eighteen million a year and Kennedy Kenny Galladay once the cap explodes yep. is going to be an eighteen million dollar a year receiver because he's that good. It's when's the cap going to explode? Yep, and I'm. 
I like this contract for Kenny Galladay. Of course he should. He's getting 18 million a yeah. year. So I receive that's on the top 15-20. I find it very interesting that he signed it, though. He's I, not a top 15, top 20 receiver. He's I getting paid been, like he's a top five. I would have expected him to take the one-year deal and hit free agency again yeah. next year. I'm I'm actually really surprised that he signed this. Because, yes, it's a lot of money guaranteed and good for him. And I'm happy for him. And it's, I mean, obviously you get $72 million. You get $40 million guaranteed. It's tough to say no to it. But I completely had expected him to hit, to try and test the market again next year. And I'm kind of surprised that he, that he signed this contract. What about Juju? Because that was, that's that was a one-year deal. That's, one year what million. Ex- that's what I expected Galladay yeah. to do. That what Juju did is exactly what I expected Galladay. Yeah. Juju was asking for way too much money, and oh, teams just didn't want to give it to him. Way too much. There's too much extra. I, he's another one that I don't know. You look at extracurricular sometimes. It's a little. <laughs> I, don't bit like, I don't like. I don't think Juju's very good. I don't think he's that good in general either. I don't think he's a great receiver. I think he's fine. I mean, he's better than an eight million dollar a year receiver. He is. I, yeah. I, I would say he is too, but I don't think he's a teams are thousand hesitant. yard per year kind of guy. Teams are hesitant to give away lots of money right now. Yes, they are, and. You have a guy like a Juju and what Kenny Galladay, like anyone in this receiver market. That's, that's why Allen Robinson did what he did. And the the rumor that the Bears were going after Kenny Galladay is going to screw them in 2021 more than releasing Kyle Fuller. Why? Because Kenny or Allen Robinson, there is zero chance if Allen Robinson hit the free agency market that he was going to get 18 million dollars in a one year deal. He would have gotten 13. That's an extra five million dollar gap. That. You now have to try to manage with the cap, given where, given where you are, because that's the only reason he signed that tender. Is you saw what the wide receiver market was doing. I don't think Allen Rob if if Kenny Galladay got four seventy two in the contract that he got, I don't think Allen Robinson would have gotten a whole lot more. I, I disagree. I agree. Give, given given where the market is for wide receivers right now, and it's kind of similar to what I was saying about Brandon Sheriff. With wow, that looks like a really bad one year contract. They're trying to build around it. I'm stunned that Kenny Galladay is not going to hit free agency again next year. I'm, I said it the day that he signed. I go, you're not going to see a big name free agent sign mm-hmm. for sign another multi year deal. I'm stunned that Kenny Galladay did. Yeah, it's, I think he got a I fantastic. Think he may, I think he makes the Giants a better team. Oh, I do too. Agreed, hundred percent. Because now you got Slayton out there. I don't they think need all the help they can. Get. Da- I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. Certainly, no. Saquon Barkley, I think, is a tad overrated. You got a couple of good tight ends with Ingram and Kyle Rudolph, who they signed. Defense is still. They're, they're actually, they'll be contending in the NFC East next year. If I don't think jo- so because I think the other two teams, I think the Cowboys and Washington are both way better. Yeah, but I think the Giants are right there. Better. The Giants are better than Dallas this year. They're right there with Washington. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be bad. It's just I think those other two teams are stuff. If you again, if you're talking about Dallas from 2020, you have to talk with the caveat that they had five. Their five starters on their offensive line were hurt. Their quarterback was hurt. And they were missing a bunch of defenses. Their starters. defense is still really bad. Defense, I mean, yeah, they need to get a corner. It's I'm not denying their defense the is bad. Coaching too. I I'm not denying yeah. the defense is bad with Dallas, I, but you have the offense. If your offense is free from injury, which you can never guarantee, but if it's free from injury, that's as good of an offense as the Chiefs are. What are the What about the Chiefs? We haven't talked about them at all. I don't. I have, Joe, I have zero clue what they're doing. Relatively quiet. They don't have tackles. I have zero clue yeah, what the Chiefs are doing. Yeah, they let go of both their starting offensive tackles. Tackles are more important than guards. That's, that's I, like everyone knows that. The Chiefs are making a mockery of the offseason. I have no they clue. They tried signing Juju. I have no clue what they're doing. I see. I don't mind that. 
No, I don't understand the fit necessarily, but I don't mind it because I, I trust Andy Reid to be imaginative enough to where it makes sense. I have no clue what they're doing. They signed uh, Kyle Long, who came out of retirement. Yeah, but that, that, those are two guards. So the starting center yeah. is. I don't know if Kyle Long's going to end up playing guard. I don't know either. The, the starting center given is how, uh, Given how Darryl this team. Williams. So they have Williams at their center. No, the starting center no. is going to be um, LDT. Which oh, is yeah, an issue, in, it, which is an issue in, a, in and true. of itself because he's not a center. No. Or it's going to end up being Joe Tunney, who's yeah. played center. And look at the tackles. Yeah. Mike Rimmers, Rimmers again. Oh, yeah. boy. Can and we... then Martinez Rankin. To I be mean, fair. to be fair, Mike Rimmers still has nightmares about Jack Barrett. You know, yeah. you know, you know who's, as it stands right now, who's starting at left tackle is uh, Lucas Niang. That's right. Which It's, it's a mess. Yes, that's which, right. I mean, I like Lucas Niang. I liked him out at TCU, but are you going to... Put Patrick Mahomes' hands, their blind side, yes. in the hands of Lucas Niang? And like, who's a year removed from playing at any level and he's now to go up? They have the 31st pick in the draft. They lost Amy Watkins. They still have Demarcus Robinson, still have Tyreek, Kelsey. Here's what, I, here's, what I don't Hardman. here's what I don't understand is you bring in Kyle Long, you bring in Joe Tunney to a position where you already had Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Yep. To a position where you already had Andrew Wiley, who you chose to tender. A position where you already had Nick Allegretti, who's not bad and was respectable last year. That's five guards for two spots, and you none of them are natural centers. Yeah. And if you're playing Joe Tunney at center, fine. I think he could be a respectable center. You're paying him 26% the highest center contract of all time, well, which was also signed this offseason in Corey Lindsay. <laughs> so a, I, just, it, I don't under—Brett Veach is smarter than I am. I have zero clue what Brett Veach is doing. The cap, the cap space issue has always been inevitable for this Chiefs team, and I think we're starting to see where players, you know, you're having to cut— Players because they don't have the cap space, and you're starting to see the roster movements. I think it's going to continue to do that more and more and more. Uh, some of these guys, unless they take pay cuts, right? Unless Tyreek Hill, Travis no, Kelsey, they can make, they can pay make, cuts. They can make the money. They I, I, just could? I never understood and getting rid of Mitchell Schwartz. They got rid of Mitchell Schwartz solely because they thought he was bad. That's and true. Eric Fisher, too. The, that's what I don't agree with. Because they did they not watch the Super Bowl? Here's what exactly. Here's what that's I, the reason they lost. Here's what I think happened is they banked on getting Trent Williams. Mm. That's my theory, and how they went about it with cutting Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz prior to it, I don't agree. I think they're regretting it. Cutting Eric Fisher, they should. I think they're regretting it because it's very easy to make the money. All you need to do is restructure Frank Clark, and you have the money for and you have the money to keep like, Eric Frank Fisher. Frank Clark wasn't that good last year, from what well, I remember. Okay, fine. Then you restructure Chris Jones. Well, like in general, like Frank Clark, that, that contract's too big, anyways. Like, okay, fine. Then you restructure. replaceable. Then you restructure Chris Jones, who's gets you more money. Yeah, I it's, think what my guess is is that they were banking because it made so much sense and all the money was going to work out perfectly on getting Trent Williams to a massive six-year long-term contract, and we're getting him and Joe Tunney, and it just didn't work out. I that's my theory on this, and. They're now scrambling. No, the yep. Chiefs are still very good, but I don't think. I mean, they're very good, but how your offensive yeah. your offensive ceilings capped when Lucas Niang and Mike Remmers are your tackles. Yep, yep. it's gonna be the most important position is unsolved right now. That's the problem. I don't I don't care what you look at weapon wise. Their their priorities are completely misplaced. They are, and they have this flashy offense with these flashy weapons, and we, and again, we see that every year. But. Caveat is Brett Veach is smarter than any of us in yeah. this yes, room. One hundred percent. But, sure I, out, but. <laughs> I have zero clue outside of oh you were banking on trade. But even if that's the case, why you went about this the way you did? I, I, I don't know. they have to have something up their sleeve, and whether it, it, it might be Orlando Brown. We don't know. That's that, that's legitimately a possibility. You're trying to get their first round pick for 
um, Orlando Brown. I would do that if I were them. I would too. That might be where they're going with this. We, I, I don't know, but it, the way I see it right now, it's I have a lot of questions about what Brett Feach is doing, yeah. and uh, they're unanswered. They might be answered soon. Let's wrap it up with this with a little bit of draft stuff. Quarterbacks, where's everyone going? Because now people are really have Zach Wilson number two. I'm yeah. Like that's everyone. Uh, where's where are the five top quarterbacks going? Whew, that's an interesting. Got a couple minutes. So let's, let's. Yeah. Okay. I think we know where Lawrence. I mean, I think well, so Lawrence, 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 Lawrence is going. He's Lawrence. Um, and Zach Wilson's going to go too. I feel very, I, I very agree. confident. I agree. Zach Wilson is going to go too. So Fields um, is next. I could see Fields. I, Fields at or this Lance point, Falcons. with the way with the Atlanta, Atlanta, with the way the league's going, I don't know if Fields is next. I don't think Atlanta's taking quarterback. Really, I could they just, see. They I just, I do. They just adjusted Matt Ryan's contract, putting more money in like 2022. So more money later on, and so the cap hit for him for him will be higher in the later years. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. They could still cut Matt. Matt I mean, Matt Ryan's still contracted. You could still get out of it. No, but now when they move money to later years, where the the dead money would be a, a lot higher, like forty it w- it w- million. It would be a lot. It, it would be a lot, but there's definitely ways to get around it. They could save twenty four million dollars by cutting Matt Ryan next year. Still, so I. I think they are. I could see it too. I think I they are. I here's the other thing with the Falcons is it's always new regimes want their own guys. And they you you evaluate guys two years out. The Falcons realize that whoever they're gonna be able to get at four, probably better than Sam Howell. Yeah. Or I don't even know who else. Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Those kind of guys. I mean, unless you are super high in one of those guys, or you bank on no one else finding about a guy like, finding out about a guy like Malik Willis, which that's you're taking a massive leap of faith if you want yeah. to go that much. You address the biggest position when you can now, and I think they're going to. I, I do. I don't know who it's going to be, and it might be if both guys fall to them at four. I don't know who it's going to be, but it, I think they're going to take. A and swing. then the, so the fourth quarterback they go to Carolina. And then Mac Jones goes. Wherever. Someone, someone will move up. I, someone's gonna move up. I wholeheartedly believe that. I agree. There are too many teams out. When you look at Chicago, New England, really New Orleans, if they want to move up, doesn't have a long term solution at quarterback. They're gonna be a mess next year. But there are plenty of teams that don't have a long term solution at quarterback that could be moving up. And your Mac Jones was interesting earlier. It would not shock me for Washington. I know they don't necessarily... There are other teams that need a quarterback. I mean, I could see them at 19. I think Mac Jones is going to fall to 19. I think those top four are, in my opinion, better than him. I think there's, they've established that. So I could see a Ryan, Mac Jones falling to 19. Ryan Fitzpatrick is... I mean, look at what he did with Tua. Yeah, but look at what he did with Tua last year. That's why, true. If you're Washington, why don't you move up to three? That's true. Why don't you Maybe? at least explore it? Maybe. Which so, I, I don't know. I... <laughs> It's really hard to predict what that's going to be right now. I I think Atlanta takes a quarterback unless someone wows them with an offer. Unless someone wants a quarterback desperately enough to move, get them to move out of that spot, I think they're going to take a quarterback. Well, we'll have our mock drafts probably two, three weeks from now after spring break. Once we get back settled here, we're going to do some big mock draft previews. Thank you, Tyler, for coming back on service Sunday. Entertaining course, as you. always. Thank this you has, for you, getting me out of bed before. Of course, man. Nice, 1 o'clock nice in the early. afternoon. <laughs> We'll be back here possibly next week, maybe the week after. Garrett Payne, Harris, and Tyler Kidding joining us. Start your Sunday, KCU 80.1. Enjoy your Sunday full of college basketball and 